San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening, everybody. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFMB, you can hear us on any device. We are free on iTunes if you search the title of the show. And we stream live, of course, at 760KFMB.com. And now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire. He's an accomplished author and a marathon runner and a family office advisor advising several high net worth families and a philanthropist all around good guy his name is richard musio richard good evening welcome to the show tonight thanks i'm glad to be here i've been practicing my blindfolded running yes you did yeah you're now yeah. you're doing the 5k not the marathon yeah, right well i'm doing the 5k blindfolded wow mary's doing the marathon wow. i've been practicing though instead of sleepwalking i'm now sleep running <laughs> Hey, what a great event put on by California Public Bank at the Torrey Pines Lodge last week. Wasn't that something? That was fun. Sean Puckett and Boy, Lane not. Elliott hosting. We had, of course, Heidi Hanna as last week's guest on the show, and she was one of the speakers at the event along with yeah. two great experts from one of our other sponsors, Hub International. All about stress management and brain improvement, and I commend uh, the, that podcast to everybody. I think I forgot to mention all these podcasts are commercial-free on iowamoney.com, but uh, I guess you'll learn that as you go on. Yeah, the and, show. You, and you won something really cool at the event, huh? Yeah, they had a drawing, and I won a, a bottle of champagne, which, nice. uh, which I have in the fridge. You'll probably be there for several months, but uh, I'll break it out for something special. So, Well, I know what I might break it out for, because you know, we, we had Dick Van Dyke on the show December for his 90th birthday. Remember yeah. that? I went to his birthday party at yes. Disneyland. Yes, you the did. The happiest place on earth. Yes, you did. Except except the traffic. Yes. Anyway, um, and of course, his, his wife, Arlene, was the, the principal guest. Actually, she worked on that party for a year. She planned it, and uh, I, I think it was almost a surprise for him. But uh, I think... It's you a little bit risky when somebody's 89 and you yeah. work in a party for a year, yeah. but anyway. Well, you didn't know this. Um, you know, they're uh, working on a a documentary or like a biopic or a, a movie about Dick's life. And it just so happens, Arlene was telling me this, so happens the filmmakers, Greg Barson, mm -hmm. whom I met at the San Diego Festival, I believe in 04, when he premiered the film that he made about Phyllis Diller. Right, he did Phyllis Diller's and film. It's called Good Night, We Love You. And I met I met him in, and her. She was still alive then. And boy, can you imagine her and I laughing in the same movie theater? She was. <laughs> it was I, no, I can't uh, imagine that. I Joe. remember one of her lines. She goes, I have no two body parts that are the same age. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it was uh, it was a film about her, like her last professional night. In uh, but anyway, it turns out Greg, Greg is going to make it. He's working on a film. And he's shot most of it on Dick Van Dyke, and it's supposed to be done this year. They've been dragging it out for months. But uh, anyway, uh, I said any way we can help, uh, let us know because obviously our Billie Jean King film turned out pretty good. That we it did that we triggered. It did. Um, obviously, they you know we Dick is amazing at ninety. I think they did five songs at Disneyland. <laughs> Well, apparently in this film, you know, in Disneyland, there's certain areas that public the public are not allowed to go. There's mm -hmm. some there's some uh, magnificent suite that Walt Disney stayed in, and he's got uh, and, and they allowed Dick Van Dyke and Arlene to stay there, and he's got some footage of this thing. So uh, hopefully they'll get some of this stuff in the film if it ever gets done, and uh, I think by the end of the year it should be released. So we might have a big. I told him we'll have a premiere down here in some capacity and. Uh, like we did with we did we've done some films before you know Rod Roddenberry's and all that so mm -hmm. so maybe we can get we that did done. Nobles um, yeah 
Yeah. And just another quick congratulations to a local sports legend and even greater human being, Bill Walton, uh, last Monday night at Sherwood Auditorium, Packed House, a, a big re, um, book signing party for, in a, for release of his latest book, um, and it's called Back from the Dead. And, of course, a lot of people know that uh, he had just really debilitating, you know, back pain. Uh, in a, and he had 37 orthopedic surgeries, he said last night, which is a lot of surgeries. But this last one, I guess, you know, he was on, his, on the floor for two years. He couldn't even, uh, you know, he had to eat lying down on his stomach. That's how much pain he was in. And it was abs- he was actually suicidal. You probably read the article in the sports mm-hmm. page. But uh, and I, I hope we can get him on to talk about about the story. But it's a great book, and uh, he's off on the book tour right now with Lori. So congratulations to them. He's there well, for five you, hours. Last maybe we can get him on this summer. I know the playoffs end. Yeah. Basketball ends when now? July, yeah. August. It something, goes on forever. Yeah, something like that. But uh, he he signed books for about four hours at that. The line was good, you know wouldn't end. But he stayed. It was like a Grateful Dead concert for him, you know. But uh, boy, he was. He was just full of life on stage and had a lot of great stories, and uh, it was great to see him uh, looking and feeling so well. So anyway, enough of that. We've got a very important guest of our own here today, uh, tonight, and uh, sponsor of the show, full disclosure. She loves what we do. She is an esteemed uh, estate and business planning attorney. She's up in Carlsbad, and her name is Brenda Geiger. Brenda, welcome to the show again. Thank you so much for having me. I loved being here. Yeah, isn't it great? So It gets you out of the office for yeah, one thing. Yeah. And congrats on your website, Geiger Law Office. I'm looking at it right now. It's just terrific. And uh, you've up, done some several upgrades here, haven't you? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah we tried to make it more user-friendly and, and content-rich for, for clients and prospective You're clients. Having but, ed- but first of all, you've moved. You should tell everybody where they can find you now because it's different than it was a few months ago. Yeah, we moved a little closer to the I-5, so we're about a mile and a half down Palomar Airport Road Mm -hmm. in uh, Carlsbad, right on Palomar Oaks Way. There you go. Across the street from one of our other great sponsors, Hub International. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't deliberate, but but they're awesome, too. Right near the airport up there, so your clients could fly right in and get Mm -hmm. to your office. Just jet in. But um, anyway, uh, so Richard, I, you've, been, you've been talking a lot before the show with Brenda about all this uh, very sophistica- sophisticated law. And is there anything, where do you want to start? Or should we talk about Brenda's background quickly to just to bring people up to date? No, I want to I talk about what's going on in the estate planning world because there's last year there were all kinds of rumors floating around, for example, that one of our tried and true techniques, family limited partnerships or LLCs, where we got valuation discounts we're going to be rendered useless because the IRS, with all their years of campaigning, we're going to finally be successful at getting valuation discounts legislated away. Do you think that's ever going to happen, Brenda? You know, I, I don't know, but my suspicion is if it does happen, it'll get tacked onto a bill, mm-hmm. and it'll be something that has such overwhelming support that it will be somewhat of an afterthought in the appendix, mm-hmm. and um, that's where it'll happen if it happens. What do you think? I could, I could see that happening. I mean, so much depends on who is elected president and whether the House and the Senate are controlled by Republicans or Democrats. Well, for the, for the uh, neophytes out there, could you give an example of... Yeah, so uh, here's, a tip, here's a typical let's, technique. Let's give a dollar, a dollar amount, a so dollar example. So the exemption right now is what, Brenda? About almost $5.5 million per spouse, a little bit less. So if you have a large estate, let's call it $20 million and above, one thing you might do is you might create an entity like a limited partnership or an LLC, and then what would you do with that entity, Brenna? 
Well, you would fund certain assets, um, real estate, real estate business, right. um, brokerage funds, maybe a combination mm-hmm. thereof. And then, and then, what we, what would you do with the units or the ownership interest of the entity? So usually, in that kind of situation, we have ownership, maybe um, a general partnership ownership by the uh, revocable trust that the client mm-hmm. owns, and then the rest, um, maybe ninety nine percent, is in their name and they execute a note sale to um, what we call a defective trust mm-hmm. or uh, irrevocable defective trust. Or, or in trust. some cases, they might directly gift some of those interests yeah, they to could children or trust yeah. for the benefit of the kids, some combination. But what happens then is when you've transferred an asset that has a minority interest and, shall we say, non-control associated with it, you get a discount. So you might move $10 million of assets, but for state and gift tax purposes, you might only report a transfer of six or seven million dollars. Yeah, so it's a huge, um, a huge, huge savings to the estate. And right, because number one, the discount, but then number two, the growth of the asset is now out of that senior generation's estate. It's being pushed down the road yeah. to a much younger generation. But if you're using um, that in irrevocable trust, we can make that grantor effective mm-hmm. as well, so that now the uh, the client can continue to pay the income taxes right, generated get even more money those. out of their yeah. estate. But the discount is huge because if you say to somebody, well, you can move $10 million of assets but only report a gift or a transfer of $7 million, well, the inherent tax on that discount is well over a million bucks that's being just saved right off the bat. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think if the House, the Senate, and the office are ever controlled by Republicans, we don't have to worry about it going away. Hmm. Um, interesting. Yeah. But it's, it's an interesting point to bring up now because if you're listening and this is something that you've thought about or maybe just now you're being mm-hmm. exposed to, you may want to look into doing this now before the law changes. Yeah, because the law may change. And I know Obama's budget proposal last year suggested they should reduce the exemption equivalent down to about $3.5 million. That, of course, didn't go anywhere. Yeah, but, but I think Hillary, Hillary has the same yeah. stance. She has mm-hmm. the same stance. I asked her when I had lunch with her in Las Vegas. <laughs> she said, yep, I want to reduce that. <laughs> so I was thinking, well, then I guess your net worth and bills combined is under $7 million. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it, it's uh, – and then, the, of course, the flip side is if we ever have a presidential office and a House and a Senate controlled by Republicans, there's the outside chance a state tax could get repealed because it was um, predicted only about 3,000 people will die this year in 2016 who will actually pay – well, they won't. Their heirs will – because they're dead, will actually pay a state tax. And you have to ask the question, is it good public policy to have a tax regime where there's only 3,000 taxpayers? Yeah, I agree. But even if it were to change, you look historically, the, over the last 15 years, the estate tax laws have changed 12 times. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, you know, it's just historically something that's mm-hmm. always changing. So even if they did repeal it, the chance of it coming back at some point. Mm-hmm. It could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it could. Interesting. Well, we have to take a little break, but we'll be right back with Brenda Geiger, estate planning expert attorney, right after this. Hang on. All right. Welcome back to It's Your Money and Your Life, the award-winning show with the theme from the Dick Van Dyke Show, one of the best themes ever, right, Richard? It's an all-time classic, along with Get Smart. Those are my two favorites. Yeah, they're really, you know, they don't do these kind of songs for TV shows anymore, do they? I don't watch TV anymore because (laughs) there's nothing on. I have 422 channels, but there's nothing on. 
Well, you know, Johnny Carson's back on. They've got this antenna I didn't TV. Know that. Yeah, okay. every night, 8 and 11. Uh, it's, you'll find it out there. It's connected to uh, one of the other TV channels, okay. the CW channel. But uh, 8 and 11, you got an hour of Johnny Carson every night. And I'm going to tell you, it, it, the show's still good. <laughs> but anyway, back to Brenda Geiger about estate planning, estate tax. And you're saying this is a very small percentage of the overall budget, so we shouldn't be alarmed if. If we if we repealed and eliminated all estate tax tomorrow, uh, that I mean that would come out to a pretty good sum of money, wouldn't it? No, because the trade-off would be, and this this happened in 2010, and Brenda can maybe expand on this. In 2010, there was no estate tax if somebody died and you so, so chose not to pay estate tax, but they got rid of this thing called step-up in basis, except for a very limited step-up in basis. I think it was $1 million or mm-hmm. $1.1 million. I don't remember. So if we ever lost the estate tax, we would also, I think, lose the ability to step up our cost basis and assets that were inherited, which means right now when somebody dies, your old cost basis goes away and your new cost basis becomes the fair market value of the asset at mm-hmm. date of death, which I think is important, Brenda, uh, just because of the way capital gains rates have gone up. But, but do you yeah. think if a state tax went away, we'd lose step up in basis? Because I think it would be a given. I think so, and that would affect a lot more people mm-hmm. in the general population. You know. but, but, I mean, in terms of revenue for the government. I think the, the government could ma- raise more revenue if they repealed the estate tax. I've done the math. Well, where, where, where could they raise it otherwise? Then? They would get rid of step up in basis, so when heirs sell assets, they would have to now pay capital gains, which presently they don't have to. I see. Okay. Because, because heirs, and Brenda, we're going to talk about this, heirs love selling assets when mom and dad die right yeah <laughs> <laughs> they want the money they don't yeah. want the real estate that's been in the family for 60 years yeah did you ever notice yeah. after some notable dies all of a sudden you see all their goods for sale and the real estate's for sale it's 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 the kids uh you know cleaning up i guess right or getting their share or whatever for mm-hmm. however you want to phrase it but yeah. uh, you see that happening all the time right richard well Bre- right. brenda I, I mean you do all kinds of estate planning to sort of ensure that shall we say, things stay intact for the protection of the people who are inheriting, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We often will use LLCs to protect real estate, and, and it helps uh, divide that property through trust later on. So there are a lot of utilities for that. But, yeah, oftentimes, you know, we've got um, one sibling that wants to sell, one sibling that wants to keep the property. So, you know, all these kinds of issues pop up. But, but also asset protection. Is critical. Mm-hmm. How about life life insurance to pay taxes? Uh, life insurance on one of the decedents uh, is that a good strategy? Yeah, it can be if the client can afford it. Mm-hmm. So obviously, the older they are, the the harder it is to place. You know, mm-hmm. and, and even if it's a whole life policy, you know, you've got to check the performance of the policy as you go. I think we have a client that um, we talked about mm-hmm. that you were recommending that for that they just make sure that policy is continuing to perform. Yeah, and some people who don't have enough assets can also borrow money from banks where you then secure the life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, as long as the economic performance is good, it pencils out. Um, and any opinions on disability insurance? I've been hearing you know, people using that uh, to insure an, an aging parent that they have. You know, well, I think for highly compensated executives, it's a must. Mm-hmm. Are I, you talking about long-term care? Yeah. Oh, long-term care. I thought that, you meant pure disability. Yeah, I'm sorry, long-term care. Yeah, if if they can afford it. I mm-hmm. think that eventually we're going to see those kind of policies disappear from the market altogether within maybe the next 10 years um, just because we've got so many boomers hitting the roll and they're, they're living to just record ages. <laughs> so, you know, these companies can't price these policies mm-hmm. right. Yeah, they say yeah ten- the actuarial is really tough. 
10,000 people a day turning 65 for the yeah. next approximately 20 years. You keep hearing the number, but that's a lot of people. Being yeah. like 77 million boomers. And of course, we are living longer. <laughs> so, Brenda, the, the clients you're working with, are they more interested in estate tax right now or are they more interested in asset protection? Um, I, I would say asset protection because uh, even clients that are underneath that that threshold for worrying about the estate tax, mm -hmm. meaning they're above the, the two-person exemption. I mean, there's still an, there's still a need to so do planning. So clients with five, six, seven, eight million dollars who are married or single people with three or four million dollars of assets? Yeah, yeah. So um, the asset protection isn't just for the eventual beneficiaries, which are usually children. You know, we can build um, some nice third-party trusts that spring from their revocable trust to protect them. Um, in the way that we draft it, but you can also gain some asset protection for your spouse in those kinds of situations, uh, protect it from uh, the decedent's half from being changed later, uh, maybe, you know, when the surviving spouse is much older, maybe, you know, somebody tries to scam them or get them to change their documents, or if they remarry, or if the surviving spouse gets sued, there are certain ways that we can set that up and trust so that they still have access to the principal and the income, but they're not going to they're not going to be subject to the creditors. Yeah, or if the family owns, a, say, a successful closely held business, um, asset protection can be a key feature of planning because those people tend to have a target yeah, on their chest absolutely. with regard to all kinds of fraudulent lawsuits and other claims that, that are basically based on somebody's thought that, well, they have assets, so I should be able to get something out of them, even though most of those claims seem to be without merit. Yeah, especially here in California, the, you know, they're always, you know, we've got litigants looking for deep pockets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for closely held businesses uh, that are in the family, I mean, asset protection, I think, these days is a must. Unless you can afford your own in-house legal, you know, department, <laughs> <laughs> which nobody can. How about so. some of that material you were discussing prior to the off off mic? Uh, you're traveling around the country now, Richard, testifying in, in cases. Well, I've got, I've got all these, yeah, national cases going on with Mary Kay. <clears throat> in fact, I might want to do a show about IRS abuse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, it's not pretty in pink, okay? It's, right now, it's not pretty in pink at all. That was Molly Ringwald, right? But anyway. Is one of your clients, uh, is it Mary Kay itself? Or no, you, no, no. Uh, I'm on the other side of Mary okay. Kay. All right. They've threatened to sue me. I'm not sure what for. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they think you need makeup, Richard. I don't know. Could be. <laughs> but no, we, we were talking offline about in-estate planning. You know, LLCs have become really popular in California, but mm -hmm. they are the successor to a thing called LPs, limited partnerships. We were talking offline about whether we still favor the old-fashioned limited partnership or LLC. Mm -hmm. I was just making the point that here in California, I still like the old-fashioned LP. But you use other states in many cases, right, Brenda, when you're using LLCs? Yeah, I, I, I like Delaware a lot. It's um, pretty inexpensive to file. They've got a really strong statute. Mm -hmm. You know, you see nearly every business is incorporated mm -hmm. in Delaware. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for that. Right. Well, the Fortune 500, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, most states have a foreign filing requirement, though, if you're doing business in their state. So if you have real estate here in California, just because you can cite us your LLC over in Nevada or in um in Delaware doesn't mean that you don't have a requirement to file here. You do. But um, you might be just putting another barricade in front of that would-be plaintiff. Um, you know, could get removed mm -hmm. to federal court for a conflict of laws issue. But that's just going to make it harder on the plaintiff. They're going to have to spend more money to get at the asset in the LLC. 
Yeah, and then on asset protection, are, are you still seeing people use any offshore applications, or has that sort of become less popular because of more IRS scrutiny? You know, um, I don't see a ton of it. Because I don't either. Yeah, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but mm -hmm. I just don't see a ton of it, especially since now we've got some um, pretty cool domestic asset protection laws in 16 states, um, you know, from varying different degrees of protection. And then also there's even the advent of, uh, you know, there's an L, there's a, 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 a domestic asset protection trust that can be drafted with some uh, clauses that now you can move it offshore through mm -hmm. a trust protector. So um, I haven't done any of those, but I do know they exist. Yeah, I haven't seen it as much either. But again, the IRS is much more interested in offshore trusts than they ever have been. And that, <coughs> that may be a reason why. So uh, what are your five favorite states for asset protection? Put you on the spot. Um, I Delaware is probably one, right? Delaware, Nevada, South Dakota, you? Alaska. Okay. <laughs> um, Anybody else? Because yeah, those are all on my list, too. Yeah, I'm trying to think who would be a fifth. Yeah, okay, well, top four. It's the final yeah. four, right? That's so fi it's yes, final four, we'll so there's your the final, final four. four. Delaware, Nevada, South Dakota, and Alaska. There's your final four. Maybe we even get so. really well, inversion would be a off topic, right? But, I mean, you got companies now even... Avoiding avoiding U.S. altogether, right? I mean, well, that's a whole nof another yeah. topic. Yeah, you know? multinationals and you talk know, about off talk yeah. about offshore, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, we're going to come Green back acres. with yes, sir. I love it. We'll come back with Brenda Geiger, managing attorney of Geiger Law Office and a state and business planning expert. Right after these words, hang on. <laughs> All right, we're back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life with this great Get Smart music for a change to introduce our sponsors, and this is the time where Richard likes to talk about them. Richard? Yeah, if you want to get smart, you want to make sure you know our sponsors, but then we're going to talk about something else that will make you even smarter after I <laughs> go through the list of sponsors. But certainly UBS. <laughs> Couldn't do it without UBS. Michael Carancha and Drew Friedis. Our favorite CPAs on the planet. we got two groups of them. Polito Epic CPAs, more traditional CPAs, doing a great job here during taxis, and also Jason Kruger. CPA with Signature Analytics, a really neat CFO specialty firm with five, maybe now six offices across their West Coast. Also, Carl Sheeler with Berkeley Research Group. I just got a business valuation opinion from him <laughs> with big discounts. I got to review it this weekend. Anyway, Carl, Berkeley Research Group, helping business owners understand the risks that drive the values of their businesses. If you reduce risk, you increase value. Also, California Republic Bank. Great niche market bank serving wealthy families and family offices. They, of course, had that great event at Toy Pines Lodge a week and a half ago with Heidi Hanna et al. Also, um, our sponsor, Hub International. Lane Caruso and Elizabeth from Hub International presented at that event as well. Joel Gruskin with Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. Now, all this money that your sponsors, our sponsors make for you, you need to do asset protection and estate planning with, of course, our guest, Brenda Geiger from Geiger Law Office, specializing in asset protection and estate planning. Also, the LG Experience, uh, the LG Experience and the Lombardi Group, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to their very best clients. Paul Hines, CEO of Hearthstone Wealth Management. Paul, of course, heads up the SeniorSafeAndSound.org initiative here in San Diego, helping to prevent elder financial abuse. And Nathan Fletcher, uh, Nathan Fletcher, Nathan Watkins. <laughs> uh, you know, I was just reading an email from Nathan Fletcher. Yeah, that's why I said that. <laughs> Nathan Watkins from Worldwide Credit, an absolutely amazing mortgage broker here in San Diego. Interest rates are at almost all-time lows. Great time to 
look at refinancing. And then for those of you who like great food and great coffee, what can they do, Joe? Well, they can get over to Lestat's Coffee House. They've got two great locations. Uh, as a lot of people know, they've been there, gosh, a good 13, 15 years, uh, one on Adams Avenue and one on Park Boulevard, and a new one about to open on University. And they're open 24-7, 365. All their baked goods, everything is made on site, Richard. Mm -hmm. Soups, salads, coffees, sandwiches. they got great sandwiches. And uh, teas, of course, and the, and the great atmosphere. You can can ever get a chair in that place. But, I know. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, and there's always a line to the counter. It's so counterintuitive. I don't get it. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's not your. You know, the the old the old uh, adage was, you know, turn over these tables, right? Right. But, but um, in any case, and then also the Berry Good Food Foundation, which is run by Michelle Lirac, and they've got their seventh annual uh, Berry Good Night Dinner coming up in June, which we're going to attend again at their wonderful estate. Speaking of estates, let's get, oh, and Richard's been working with all these sponsors for many, many years. A right? long, long time. In some yeah. cases, almost 30 years. Yeah. But now speaking but of But not Brenda, because she's too young. <laughs> <laughs> it's been more like 15 years. And speaking of estates, let's get back but to But speaking our, of getting smart, yes, Brenda, you got a really cool event coming up at a really cool place, the Museum of Making Music, which is up in Carlsbad, up there on the hill on Armada. Mm -hmm. What do you yeah. have going on? Um, our eighth annual Trust and Estate Symposium is on June 1st from 8 30 to 4 30 p.m. that's two days before my birthday for those listeners who want to send gifts <laughs> june 3rd right yeah okay and by the way brenda's june 2nd yep really and my brother's june 4th okay, okay. let's keep it going keep Just, it going. justin Go wins yours. <laughs> october oh he's five days before me okay. october what october 10th oh well my kids my wife got you know who's, a lot of people october. i'm the i'm the 15th along okay. with uh uh who's the lee iacocca <laughs> anyway back, back to the symposium on june 1st we have certainly digressed <laughs> you know the cool thing about this richard is uh you get five hours of uh, cle or cpe or mcle credit for anybody out there who's uh who needs credits and uh, let's I mean, we should talk about this. You've got some great guest speakers, well, right? Well, one of the guest speakers was a former guest on the show, David Fries. Who is he, Brenda? So he's a, a co-author, a friend, and uh, a high net worth estate planning attorney in Pennsylvania. And he's coming out, and he's going to be talking about trust protectors and also about uh, practice building. So mm. he's kind of doing a joint talk, so he's, he's got a bonus session there. Mm. Yeah, so he was great on the show. Yeah. And then one of our great friends, Dunham Trust Company. Why aren't they a sponsor? Jeffrey Dunham, oh, I'm coming after you. <laughs> They're a sponsor of your event, yes. but not of my radio show. Well, Ann Rosevere, another attorney, she's yeah. going to be, be speaking. And then... Uh, but w w what does Dunham Trust do? It's really interesting, I think, Brenda. Um, so they are a trust company in Nevada, and they uh, represent um, clients as trustee on a lot of... Uh, irrevocable type trusts, mm -hmm. um, asset protection trusts. But again, mm. cited in Nevada, one of our four favorite places for asset protection. Great yeah. company. Yeah. Mm. And then the other two speakers are who? So we've also got uh, Coastal Tax. Phil, uh, oh, I, oh, other sponsors. Sure. Well, we can. Oh, name, I'm sorry. We'll name your sponsors: Dunham Trust Company, Ultimate Estate Planner, Coastal Tax Advisors. That's my buddies Jake Lincoln and Dave Morgan. Yes. And, of course, the Museum of Making Music, which is a really cool place. Yeah, I love that venue. So this is going to be June 1 at 8.30 in the morning um, until 4.30 in the afternoon. I guess you get break for lunch, obviously, right? Yeah, so we're doing um, light breakfast and a lunch and lots of uh, networking breaks. So it's going to be a great opportunity yeah. for people and who, to... Who are the other two together. speakers? Phil Cavish. So we got Phil Cavish. So Phil is a famous attorney up in... Uh, I think he's in 
North Orange County. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be talking about the Retirement Plan Trust. So he's kind of like the innovator for that trust. Yeah, and that's a really important topic because many people, at least out here in California, they seem to have two pools of wealth. One is the real estate and the other one is the retirement account. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, uh, Robert Keebler, who is also um, pretty famous in his own right, he's a CPA back in Wisconsin, mm -hmm. along with um, with Phil, they, they went and got a private letter ruling back in 2005. Because, well, let me back up. So in 2003, we had a law change, and that law change allowed a beneficiary to stretch out an IRA mm -hmm. or other uh, qualified retirement account. And what that means by stretch is that they can take the money and only take a small required minimum distribution. Right, so that, uh, for example, the 40-year-old beneficiary doesn't have to take 10% out a year like their parent may have had to prior to dying. They can use a much longer life expectancy and just take a tiny yeah. amount up until age 85 yeah right. so it's a different table than what the original owner of the IRA mm -hmm. would have but especially if you if you're leaving an asset that's pretty large like that to a child or a grandchild even um, you know this can be an incredible you know tool so anyways he he developed this this tr type of trust along with Bob and then they got a private letter ruling back in 2005 that allowed a trust protector to turn the power to make a trust a conduit trust and turn it into an accumulation mm -hmm. style trust which is kind of a technical thing i don't know how far you want to go down that rabbit hole but um it, it's been an important part of my practice as well as a lot of other well, we'll put it this way anybody who has a large retirement account who wants to keep that asset in the family for a long time should look at this really seriously mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of power and value in keeping you know those assets in a deferred environment mm -hmm. And this gentleman's been at it, what, 33 years himself, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So he's, must, he's been around the block a few times. How about this, uh, the, the fourth speaker here? Peter. So, so Peter Hendrich from Corporate Finance Associates. Mm -hmm. He's also been um, working in the mergers and acquisition field for many, many years, selling businesses that are $10 million and above in value. So he mm. helps those companies get their businesses ready for sale and then help them execute on the mm -hmm. sale so that they can maximize what they're so his, his talk is actually on that very topic, like how do we help family businesses maximize mm -hmm. what they're So this, I, ideally getting. this, and the ideal uh, 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 guest for this program would be, I guess, a lawyer or an accountant, right, primarily? Yeah. financial okay. professional, lawyer, accountant. Um, I do have some clients that come to it. Hmm. So um, just yeah, I mean, I've been, I think, every time. I've spoken twice. But the cool thing is the speakers do a really good job of not being overly technical. Mm -hmm. So they talk about the benefits of what they do, why it's important. Hmm. So you can br actually bring clients and the clients can understand because Brenda has great speakers and they don't lapse into technical speak like a lot of non-great speakers tend to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. These these four people are just phenomenal. You know, I, I, I try to make the event better and better every year. And I'm just really proud to have all of them with me this year. And I tell anybody who's coming, get there about 45 minutes early and tour the mm -hmm. Museum of Making Music. Yeah, they typically will allow um, who we have there come mm -hmm. through the you know at no charge. I don't want to hold them to that, but that's what they've done in the past. They've done that in the past. They're really cool about it. Uh, it but there's some amazing things in that museum. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great, really neat. Great place. You know, we should talk. Remember, we had Den not to digress too much, but Denny Tedesco and, and his film, The Wrecking Crew, mm -hmm. all about those musicians in the 60s. I, they should do something with him over there. But uh, we'll well, you're right, maybe, we maybe we talk about that. That might or, be a little... Get Get, get Love and Mercy, Brian Wilson, to appear there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. If he shows up, you know. He'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is great. Seventh annual, so I, I guess. Eighth. I think it's the eighth, eighth annual. Eighth annual. Yes, eighth oh, annual. Wow. 
How about that? Um, so how many you usually get a good about 100 people at these things or? Yeah, you know, uh, probably 70 to 90. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's about 75 last year. Wow. Um, how do people register? Website, phone yes. number? What do you got? Um, so it is on our website under events at geigerlawoffice.com. Mm-hmm. And then there's a link to register at 3 Eventbrite for people that are interested. I think uh, we've got our early bird special of $100 up until April 1st. And then mm-hmm. that expires and it goes to 125 And that is Geiger, G-E-I-G-E-R, lawoffice.com. And we have to take a little break. We'll be right back with Brenda Geiger right after these words. Hang on. We are back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life with our special guest, Brenda Geiger, estate planning expert attorney and uh, author of several books. I know she brought one with us, but in, in the, a few short years, Brenda, you have about seven books uh, out there, right? Yeah, yeah. I um, love to write. <laughs> Obviously. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you brought along your last one, which you co-authored with David Fries, of course, and we talked about it last time. But um, what would you like to cover, Richard, uh, in the last segment here? Uh, well, first of all, I want to announce that this is the first show I've ever done sitting on the arm of a couch. <laughs> <laughs> because they brought, I guess, the extra couch into this studio, and my chair is gone. <laughs> but it's actually quite comfortable, for the record. Well, you know, DSC uses a studio, and they have two couches in here, so God okay. knows what goes on uh, during those breaks. But in okay. any case. Anyway. <laughs> but, but, Brenda, you've, you've got a great book called Secrets of Estate Planning. I heard a rumor that Volume 2 or Edition 2 is going to out well fairly soon yeah yeah it's at the publisher now we should be getting it in about a week or two and um i updated that with some new content new secrets new secrets um i had included an article that i wrote for uh, wealth council quarterly on um how you can plan for for spouses in the joint trust so that was something that i added in and then updated all the the tax law information and a few other great so what, what, what's, your, now. what's your biggest secret or your favorite secret? Um, you know, honestly, she can't tell you. I know. <laughs> yeah, I can't. T- I can't tell you. <laughs> you know, I think one of the things that I see over and over and over again, because probably fifty percent of my practice is reviewing other trust documents, is I see this age and stage distribution over mm-hmm. and over and over again, yeah. and there's no asset protection for those beneficiaries right. and people. Thirty-one, you get half, and forty-one, yeah. you get half. What happens at that point? It's uh, kind of like a toothpaste in a tube; it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why would you do that right. for your? You know, even if we're looking at a like a million dollar estate, why would you do that for for your child or other beneficiary when you can protect it and let them be in control of it? Yeah, mm-hmm. my my favorite secret. Well, I call this the all time great practical joke. This is a true story. So I had a client who passed away, but a couple of years before he passed, he knew that he didn't have that long to go. His name was Ron, and uh, he named his six kids as co-trustees. I said, Ron, why on earth would you name your six kids as co-trustee, co-trustees? He goes, well, that's my final practical joke on them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right, Brenda? Yeah, yeah. Having too many cooks in the kitchen can be can yeah. spell disaster. Yeah, absolutely. But, it, but he, he was being serious in his... Well, definitely, Intense, yeah, so. <laughs> definitely sibling relationships change over time. We've seen that happen, uh, and usually it in, involves uh, uh, money. Finance. Yes. Well, on the and flip side, though, mm-hmm. y- you know, I've seen recently um, an irrevocable trust. I may have talked to you about this, where there's no control by the beneficiaries. Right. This is a, a dynasty type trust, right. citus in California with twenty million dollars of assets, 
And then there's no way for successive generations to even be a co-trustee of right. their own separate share. Right. So that can be on the flip side, the bad. Hmm. Yeah, by the way, in that case with six, they all ended up resigning and hiring a professional trustee because um, uh, it would have been World War III. If they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and four and five, right? And, and the only issue in that estate that came out, it was three sets of kids, you know, two sets of three from two different marriages. So mm -hmm. you always assume those kids are going to fight. One blood brother sued another blood brother over who got the golf clubs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but now all these great books of yours, uh, Brenda, if, if anyone listening would like one, they just would go on your website or contact your office and you're kind yeah, enough to. Yeah, they, uh, they go on the homepage. You'll see at the top there's a, um, there's a scroll bar where you can, you know, look at the different books and you just, you know. Yeah. Tap the book you want, and then it'll take it right there. Isn't that great? So, yeah, protecting your children, you know, your assets for your kids and everything. I mean, it's important information. People need to know these things. So, so Brenda, your website's really cool because it features your family. Tell us about your family. So, um, I'm married, and I have two kids and three dogs. So, uh, my life is a little crazy with all the, the soccer and the water polo. What's your husband, swim. Len, doing these days? He's got a company that he's well, actually got two companies. So, he, he sold a company about three years ago. And he just couldn't stop owning company. <laughs> yes. So he took a little hiatus for probably a year and then got back into it. Okay. So he's got another technology company and then um, his real passion is gardening. So he's got a gardening blog that he's trying to monetize in some way. Cool. But he's really, he's just passionate about it. So I think he just doesn't even really matter to him so, about that. So you got the nicest yard in the neighborhood? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. At least outside? My husband, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's, cool. Yeah. We won't ask about inside. The kids are eight and 11? Tell um, us about the kid. Yeah, Lenny will be le he'll be eleven this summer. Okay, and you know doing the the whole junior guard thing. And yep. you've got one book for every family member. One more right. dog or child, and you'll have another book out there. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your little girl doing these days? She's she's really big into soccer. So cool. um, we're with the Car we were Carlsbad United. Now we're um, LA Galaxy. So they moved us over this year. But yeah, she's she loves it. She's having such a good time. Outstanding, good-looking family. So your husband's expertise—I mean, he was a—he was a high-tech person, but he's also likes gardening. I mean, this is kind. Of, was he an engineer in uh, his prior life, or no, no, no not no, at all. No. Actually, he was in the Marine Corps. He was an officer, and when he got out, he partnered with some other Marines that were getting out, and they, you know, was so he, he didn't contribute the technical side, but definitely, you know, was it a dynamic business. Was it, was it real estate involved, or uh, what kind of? No, um, it was a web hosting mm. company. Mm -hmm. Yep, and then he grew it and. Eventually bought his partners out and then sold. Isn't it something you hear about these these little kids out of high school? You know, they start a web a web hosting company. This is years ago, obviously, but uh, you know, they <laughs> yeah, they they made a lot of money doing this. Yeah, sold their first business at twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you have a blog running on your website too. Is there uh, is there anything the the latest blog? Uh, is there anything uh, pressing that you'd like to discuss about that? Um, no, I don't. I don't. Let's see. You know, protecting your children's IRA, your inheritance, uh, biggest point of failure in living trust. Maybe that's something you could sum Well, up. there's so many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, we do a review a lot of times, and I'll, I'll produce a written report. And typically, they're four to six pages long because mm. um, a lot of times people, they just don't have a relationship with their attorney anymore, or they don't even know where the attorney is or what the attorney's name is. It just, it blows my mind. But, but this stuff doesn't have to be on paper anymore, does it? Living, I mean, don't don't you have an app now for documents? 
Um, we have a, a document vault. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well I mean, everybody is like, where did I put the living trust? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't no, have I to know. be in paper form. Although the, the will does need to be. Yeah, the will has to be still. when that goes and gets lodged at trust administration time, the court will not accept something b other than an original. Right. But anything else, if anything ever did end up in court, which, you know, we don't want to see that happen, mm -hmm. um, you know, it can be a copy. We should also mention, I guess you extended, just to the, get it back to your, your symposium, uh, you extended the deadline to... To a April 5th, 5th. for the okay. $100, um, uh, yeah. Early bird special. There you go. So um, I see you have one blog here about protecting mom and dad's uh, assets from a nursing home stay. Uh, that's a pretty important topic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I wrote a book on that um, with another attorney, uh, Bradley Ordrosi, up in Orange County. And basically, you know, there are ways that you can protect you know, mom and dad's assets, you know, from a later, you know, occurring nursing home stay, mm -hmm. you know, there are always crisis planning things that can be done. But if you can plan ahead, that's usually the best. That was one of Bill Lyric's first big lawsuits. He sued, I guess there was a nursing home, mm -hmm. uh, United, and uh, they, they increased the, uh, the cost to all the, the residents. And well, they passed through um, yeah. all kinds of things like yeah. Q-tips cost seventy nine ninety five. Yeah. <laughs> That kind of stuff. And, of course, that was back in the early 80s, but, you know, I guess there are still... Uh, Abuses going on. Yeah, yeah, which is why Paul Hines is uh, doing such great work and yeah. everybody else. Not yeah, to don't wait until, until it's too late. And, you know, I, I see people with these powers of attorney, and they're just um, inadequate. Yeah. Well, as you can see, Brenda knows her stuff, and uh, if you need to get a hold of her, it's Geiger, G-E-I-G-E-R-LawOffice.com, up in Carlsbad, 760-448-2220. And again, the and symposium is on June 1, yeah. Museum June of Making yeah, Music. For all, for all your lawyer, tell your lawyers and accountants to uh, get busy and, and get there and, and uh, get current on all the, the latest uh, law and accounting in, in these areas, so... Brenda Geiger, it's such a pleasure. Brenda, to thanks for stopping by as Thank always. Thank you. Yeah. Such a pleasure great, to be here. Great seeing you. And uh, great seeing you, Richard and uh, Justin Hart, our board operator. Thanks for making us sound terrific. And to Craig Blanky, our account executive, and to Dave Sniff, our programming genius here at KFMB. Thank you very much. All these podcasts are commercial free on iymoney.com. A lot of great shows coming up Donna Fry, Ed Harris, uh, and all, a lot of other great things. So we'll see you next time. Bye bye now.